Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Teaching Kindness, the Bullies Be Gone podcast, with yours truly, Nate Webb, the founder of Bullies Be Gone. Here on BBG, I go into all things kindness, bringing in guests and experts from all wakes of life. And we are all here for one reason and one reason only, to help you and your kids get over bullies, get off social media, and love your lives. So come on in and learn how to live in a world where kindness is king. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back. It is great to be at BBG. What do we waste our attention on, guys? I have found as a school counselor that so many kids and adults are focusing on all the wrong things, stuff that they have no control over and stuff that is doing them no good worrying about. My guest today, Tanner Clark, is all about fixing your focus. He's an experienced marketer and a parent of teenagers, so he brings some unique perspectives to the table. I think you guys are going to love this episode, but first, gotta pay the bills. All right, everybody, we are back. So I am happy to welcome my guest today, Tanner Clark, onto the show. Tanner is an experienced marketer who has worked in the health and wellness space. He has a passion for helping people live their best life and empowering them to live up to their potential. For the last five years, he's been using his social media to help and inspire people to fix their focus. Tanner has spent nearly 10 years working with youth and teens, learning from them and helping them feel loved and valued. Today, he helps teens and adults find their seconds of strength to find their inner worth, ditch their devices and reconnect with real life. So welcome Tanner to the show. Thanks for coming. Hello. hello. Thanks for having me. Excited Absolutely, to be here. man. Um, so first off, how the heck are you? Where are you coming at us from? So I am um, in my bedroom. There are like 4,000 kids in this house. It's a holiday weekend, President's Day today. So there are like 4,000 kids. And I think that they've shoved them in the basement. So <laughs> there could be kids running in here today. I don't know what's going to happen. They tried to put me in a closet. And I was like, well, I don't think Nate needs to see all of, you know, what goes on in my closet. So anyway, so we're in, uh, we're in Provo right now, though. This is where we're living. We're actually... Uh, housed up with my in-laws for the time being while we build a house, uh, which nice. is a process in and of itself. So yes, it is. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it is definitely a process and yeah, living with that in-law life. I know that life. It's okay. Yeah. When I was young, like all I aspired to do as a 40 year old was to move in with my in-laws. It's all I wanted in life and live in their basement. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Oh man. So Tanner, how did you find yourself in this advocacy space? I mean, I found out we connected through Instagram through our late friend, Colin Karchner. Um, But I mean, you've been doing this for a while. I mean, before he passed away, how did you find yourself in this space? Yeah. So um, for me, I've, I think first it goes back to just having a passion for helping people. Um, You know, when I was years ago, I, um, I was the guy who just sat on a couch and I had young kids. I didn't really do much. I ate like a bunch of Oreos at night and I played video games. You know, I was just that guy. And um, I was also the guy that just wasn't real happy and real satisfied with my life. Mm. Um, At that time, what happened, I was working with our, our church youth group and we went and ran a triathlon. It was a sprint triathlon. I didn't train for it. I didn't do anything about it. I just went with the kids and that's all I was doing. Right. And so it's been triathlon. If anyone's ever done that, it's like a 75 meter swim. No big deal. Uh, it's a six mile bike ride and then a two, uh, a two mile run. 
And I remember when I finished it and I, I tried my best, tried my best wearing my, I'm trying my best shirt right now. Um, and I finished the sprint triathlon in one hour, nine minutes and, and 56 seconds. I'm so tired. Just listening to you. Talk. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh. And on that drive home, it was a two hour drive home. And that 10 minutes ate at me. It just ate at me and ate at me and ate at me. And so I made a decision right there that I was going to change, that that wasn't going to happen anymore. And so that next Monday, I got off the couch and I started uh, working out for the first time in a long time. It was the worst day of my life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And the next day I woke up and did it again. And it was still the worst day of my life. But over what I found is that I was capable of doing something that I didn't think I was capable of. And it, it, I just felt empowered. And so as I worked with teens and as I worked with our youth group, I just wanted them and I wanted everyone to realize that they could be so much more than, than they feel like they are. Cause I think that we get into this space that we just feel defeated and we feel debilitated and we feel like we're never good enough. And so I just felt this desire to help people especially the youth. And then I had a teenager. I mean, I didn't like have a teenager. Like I had a child who grew into a teenager right, right. and I realized that um, she was struggling with a lot of things that I struggled with in my life. And that if she was that other people had to be. Um, so there's just a passion to help people and help people be the best that they can become. Gotcha. Now, since from the very beginning of a lot of your stuff, your big thing has been fixing your focus. Mm-hmm. Um, as a school counselor, I mentioned um, in the intro before we started recording, um, kids are focusing on all their own crap, a lot of yeah, crap they that they can't control. Anyway, what's your what, what is this thing, fixing your focus? Tell me a little bit about that. You know, fixing your focus, whether it's your teen or whether you're a parent or whether you're just, you know, wherever you're at, whatever stage in life, um, our best and our greatest is deep down within us. And the challenge is, is that too many of us get caught up in our comfort zone or too many get up, get caught up in a world that we don't want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And it's really about taking a step back, understanding what is the struggle, what are you dealing with? And mm-hmm. then tweaking that focus and moving forward. And I think that, you know, just like anybody who wears glasses or, or contacts, if you don't have your contacts in, you can't see anything. I'm blind as a bat and I cannot see anything. And as soon as you put that contact in, your focus becomes crystal clear or hopefully it becomes crystal clear. And so you're able to just move forward. (laughs) And so fixing your focus around family, around your faith, around your fitness, around your finances, whatever it is that you feel out of focus, if you're not directly thinking about and looking towards the one thing, what is the one next best thing that you can do? If you're not in that space, then really we're all over the place. And so that's what fixing your focus is. Gotcha. Yeah. I found, oh my gosh, ugh, like people try to control other people so much when they think that like other people are the reason for their problems and the grass is greener where you water it. Like stop focusing on the crap you can't control and start focusing on your abilities and your, like you can do so many things. If you just freaking <sighs> the world is whatever you want to make of it. And the more we allow other people to impact that world, the more we will just become what they want us to become. And mm. the problem with that is 
we are not them. And that will lead to unhappiness every single time. You have to set a vision for your life and what you want to become. And when you do that, and then take that next best step to get there, that's when you start living your purpose. That's when you start living your dreams. And that's when you find ultimate happiness. Yes. Oh my gosh. Listen to that, guys. Stop allowing yourselves to be impacted by other people's expectations. Um, that reminds me of when I, you know, when I when I realized what was going on with me getting bullied as a kid, I was allowing the opinions of 10 to 15 people totally dictate my happiness. Mm-hmm. Out of like the 500 people in the school, I was letting the opinions of like less than 1% matter most to me. That's not so. And like, once we realize those things, it's so much easier to be like, well, fetch. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> so well, that's what it is. Right. And, and I've been there too. I, I was bullied as a kid. Um, it was, uh, you know, I'll, I'll never forget, um, getting a call. My mom yelled up the stairs, Tanner, phone. and I, uh, I jumped on the call. It was one of my best friends growing up and I thought he was going to ask me to play and he didn't. It was him plus five or six other of my friends. And they were just telling me how much they hated me. And it it was terrible. And, and in the moment it was crushing. Right. 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 But, but just like you're saying, like you can overcome all of that. It doesn't matter what they say. It just doesn't matter. What, what matters is what's in your own heart, you know, and, and too many of us and teens today are looking for happiness anywhere they can find it. If, and only if they're not finding it in their own home, yes. right? And so yeah. what they're doing is they're looking for likes. They're looking for all these things and they're looking for faux happiness in a real world. And you just can't do that because the moment you start doing that, you start trying to get more and more and more of it. And when it doesn't come, it leads to unhappiness and it leads to depression. It leads to all these things that teens are struggling with today. And, but the root cause of it really comes from finding that love right in their house. Yeah, yeah. Like kids really need to know on the inside that they're enough. And you only get that from being told that in your home. Yeah. yeah. Often. Yeah. Um, so you, you have kids yourself, right? I do. Four. How many kids? Four kids. So what are their ages? They range from 14 down to five, 14, 11, eight, and five. Okay. So you pretty much have two teenagers. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you're in the thick of it as a parent with a teen. What are some of the challenges that you have noticed that your teens face or challenges that you face as being a parent of a teen? Well, I mean, the first thing is as a parent of teen, I have no idea what I'm doing, right? I've never been a parent of a teen before. This is my first time. Yeah. And I've actually told my teen that before. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, let's get through, through this together. Um, but the challenges that they're facing, um, you know, are, are really you know, I see it, my my oldest is a girl. So I see it in her where, um, you know, and she's, she's amazing. She just, um, you know, I wish she could see it all the time, how amazing she is. She's talented. She's smart. She's just a brilliant person. Um, but teens today deal with issues. They deal with self-confidence. They go to school or they're fed to the wolves every single day. Right. Yeah. And so when they're out there, you know, and, and the, the, the impression that they get back can just challenge them all the time. And so I see that in her and all I can do is just blow confidence her way. All yeah. I can do is help her. Um, and so that's something that, that she struggles with. I think, I think that my, my tween, he's, he's 12, I guess he, um, you know, 
his challenge is lack of motivation. You know, I think that he hasn't found his passion yet. He hasn't found what is going to drive him. Um, So I don't know. They just, but every one of my kids is so uniquely different down to the five-year-old and the eight-year-old. And it's my role. And one of the things that I challenge with is connecting with each one of them individually every day in some way. And so, and that's the only way I can think of to, to, show them every day that I love them, show them every day that, that, that that I want to be around them and that they are important to me. Mm -hmm. So yesterday, my daughter, my oldest is, uh, she draws and I spent 45 minutes drawing with, I'm a terrible artist. I drew a leprechaun. I don't know how to draw a leprechaun, but I drew something because it was what she wanted. But the ultimately Mm -hmm. it wasn't about how good my leprechaun was. It was about how good or about how much time I could spend with her connecting, doing the thing that she loves. And that's what, that's all I can do as a parent. Right. And how good that time is. Right. I mean, it's one thing to be there looking at your smartphone, whatever, just chilling. Another thing to be there in Mm -hmm. there with your Mm -hmm. kid doing it. Um, You've recently brought up this thing um, called seconds of seconds of courage, seconds of strength um, to help, you know, delete Snapchat, delete TikTok, get off devices. Um, What, 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 I don't know, what, what was behind that movement? You know, I was just sitting there one day and I was, I was thinking about the challenges that teens are going through. And the reality is, is that whether you're teen or whoever you are, we have issues, right? Like there's fear. So many, (laughs) so many, like I have issues, but, and I struggle with them every single day, self-doubt, fear. I'm not good enough. The past that I have. And so seconds of a second of strength is that one moment. It just takes one single second of courage to overcome anything in your life. Whatever is holding you back, you just have to take that one second and go. Right. And don't think about it. Don't, you know, and so with teens, deleting TikTok, deleting Snapchat. Look, there's a lot of good stuff on the Internet. There's a lot of good stuff on social media. Right. You do good stuff like there's so much good out there. Right. And there's so much bad about there. Yes. And the challenge is, is that if you as a teen are feeling discouraged, if you're feeling despair, if you're feeling depressed, mm-hmm. fix your focus, find what the root of that depression is or what that sadness is. Maybe it's comparison. Maybe you're not getting enough likes, whatever it is, right? And a lot of times it'll come back down to the places that you're spending your time. Mm-hmm. Are you spending too much time on TikTok? Are you scrolling? Are you addicted to that refresh, 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 refresh? Are you addicted to those things? And if you can pinpoint that struggle and you realize that that is what's causing you pain, then find a second of strength and delete it. Just find that moment and delete it. Because here's the thing. You will be happier the very next second. And people don't get that, right? Like the youth, and here's where the fear comes in. Well, if I delete it, I'm not going to know where, I'm not going to know what my friend's doing. I'm not going to know what Charlie DeMello's doing. I'm not good. Know They're not good for you anyway. <laughs> They're not good for you, but you're not going to, you know, you, so you have this fear. Your friends aren't going to accept right. you. What is all these things are going to hold you back. But again, we're worried about what other people think and what matters most is what you think and what you feel. And so find that second of strength and delete those things, get rid of them, disassociate yourself with them. And the very next second will be the very best second of your life. 
Yeah. And that ties right into what we're talking about with fixing your focus because yep. kids are so concerned with artificial love with likes and comments and shares and followers and just online presences in general. And they sometimes a lot of kids associate their self-worth to their likes and their shares and their comments. And they're like, man, I only got like two likes and I thought that was a really pretty photo. And I think I'm, I'm pretty worthless now. And I'm like, whoa, bro, it's a freaking online picture. Are you, you're, you're depending upon the opinions of some invisible people to depend on your self-worth. No, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And cutting those things that th- those toxic things out of our lives makes the world of difference. Um, that can and and guys and people who are listening, parents, please don't be ashamed. Um, everybody is doing the best that they can with the information that they have. We all struggle with this stuff. Okay, I struggle being on my phone too much too. Um, we all struggle with all these different things, but being aware is the first step that we can mm-hmm. work on them. Um, now I'm curious, Tanner, does your teen have a smartphone? Yes. Yeah, so we got her a smartphone. Um, she's 14. She got a smartphone around the time she, she turned 14. So, gotcha. um, yeah, she does my, none of my other kids do though. So gotcha. Um, so why? <laughs> so like, why, why at 14? And then like, what are some of your, like, I know you have conditions and rules yeah. and like ground rules. Let's, let's dive into that a little bit. Yeah. So, um, we talk about it first of all, right. She knows what's acceptable and what's not. And she will, hopefully she hasn't listed actually hope she does. But, uh, when we got her, her smartphone, um, one of the things that we told her we would do is do phone checks. And this isn't to, um, it's not because we don't trust her. It's because I don't trust other people. Um, and cause there's so many, just, I don't know, just bad people out there, right? Creeps on the internet. There's a lot of creeps out there. So we just told her like, we'll check your phone periodically. And, um, one of those first weeks where we were doing a phone check, very deeply hidden in a folder was TikTok and Snapchat. And, um, dun, dun, dun. I know, do we have a button that can do music or anything? Or are you just doing music? <laughs> um, and so, you know, but, and then we went and had a conversation about it. Right. And it, she wasn't doing bad stuff on there. Um, she just felt like being a part of a crowd or thought it was the cool thing to do. And we had a conversation about it and she, she deleted it. It hasn't been back on there. And so we set ground rules, right. Um, we also uh, just make sure that she and I asked, I asked her last night, I said, are you happy? Are you doing good things on your phone? Are you only looking at good things? Are you are you only in places that you should be? Uh, and thankfully, the answer was yes. And I trust her on that. You know, right, I, I right. fully trust her if she's going to tell me that. Um, so. You know, the reason I don't know, she just we felt as parents, and this is something that is up to every single parent, we felt that she was going to be able to handle it well, and with the stipulations that we're putting there. Now, my 12 year old, he's not going to get a cell phone for a good while. Like He he just isn't. And I just, you know, as much as I love him, um, I just see tendencies in him that that it's probably not not quite time. So we'll treat right. him a little bit differently and we'll have those conversations as well. Um, and, and for parents out there, look, 
you know your kid. You know yes. your kids better than I know your kids, better than Nate knows your kids. Now, we know a lot of teens and we know a lot of struggles that they're going through. Yep. And I think one of the cautions is just believing that your kid is not like the other kids. Your kid would never do those things. Your right. kid would never get into yeah. that world. And the reality is, is you just don't know, right? Nope. You just don't know. And again, it just takes one kid to show him. In fact, I had a teenager... Um, you know, that I, I uh, was really close to that. He uh, was on the football team. Great kid, just phenomenal kid. And he would get kids at school coming over and showing them pornography on their phones. Yeah. It's not even his phone, no. you know, and fortunately he had been taught good values, good principles, and he was able to reject those things and tell them to right. get away. But so parents, it's not necessarily your kid that you can't trust. It's the other kids, but they'll know you'll, you as a parent will know, but please don't go into this blindly. Don't go into this. And, and that's something I say is, is you cannot pretend that you are blind to the things that are on social media or that oh your gosh. kids are seeing because, yeah. because your kids are not blind to them. Yep. Your kids will see them every single day, no matter yes. what. Yeah. If your kid has social media, there's certain things that they're guaranteed to see. Um, yep. Like, for example, TikTok and Snapchat. TikTok. If your kid has TikTok, they're going to see sexualized dances. Yes. 100%. On their yep. For You section, if they scroll through it, not even that far, it might be the first video that pops up depending on their age. They're going to see pornographic and borderline pornographic material. On If they have Snapchat. They are going to get nudes from random people. Yep. Now, you as a parent, you get to decide at one point you think that they have a firm enough foundation to not get quaked by that. And you as a parent can decide um, like what ground rules you're going to set to help protect your kid. Mm -hmm. But you need to know these things going in because if you go in blind, your kid is going to get lost in the rapids. And you know, the crazy thing, you know, that you mentioned about TikTok is, is as they're scrolling, scrolling the for you page, you know, your kid, because his brain isn't properly developed, when he does see that sexualized dance, he's going to stop on it for a minute or a second. And, you know, and he'll, hopefully he just keeps scrolling through, but the TikTok algorithm is actually going to pick up on that. And then guess what it's going to do? It's going to feed him or her more sexualized dances. Yeah. It's not going to stop. And then by the time that, but hopefully by before it's too late, they're going to realize that the only thing that they're seeing is sexualized dances. That's right. the risk that you have. Yeah. And, and that, that is why me, Tanner, Colin, so many people are very, very, very loud about deleting TikTok is because it's not worth it. Um, no. Not even a little bit. I love all this so much. People and kids, especially kids, need to cut off these things that don't bring them joy. You know, unfollowing everybody who doesn't make them happy or make them feel good or bring them up on Instagram. Um, like, you don't need to follow JLo if she's going to make you feel bad about your body, okay? <laughs> right. um, you know, deleting TikTok, deleting Snapchat, all of those things. I mean, my whole movement started to try and help empower bully victims and people who felt like that they are weak. And a lot of it all boiled down to empathy. And I think the screens are kind of robbing our kids of empathy because they're robbing our kids of emotions. What are your thoughts on this? Wow. You know, 
I think screens and media and everything is robbing us of empathy. You know, like the reality is, and, and, you know, how many parents do you know right now, Nate, that have zero empathy, right? Like people just are not conscientious and do not care what, uh, you know, about the feelings of other people. And so, you know, the, the reality is, is the more time you spend in social media, mm-hmm. the more time you, the, the more likely, and the reality is, is you will become what you see, yes. right? That is, you know, I mean, how many times do you see it that, that, to, you know, like you mentioned before, oh, I only got two likes. Well, what do I need to do to get to, to get a few more likes? Uh, maybe I need to show my belly button. Maybe I need to show, you know, and all of a sudden you've escalated to this stage where you have become the very thing that social media is, right? And that's the that's terrible. Like too many kids are going down that path. So yeah, you, you know, you need to follow uplifting people. And Instagram is the very same. It is going to show you exactly what you are seeing what what you want to see and it will continue to do that so you know follow things that uplift you follow things that fill your soul with goodness follow things that that make you smile and make you happier and delete find your second of strength and delete unfollow block anybody who is doing the doing the opposite anybody who just for that brief moment makes you unhappy get rid of it not worth it. Oh man. I love this so much. Um, I could talk for a long time, but we cannot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) this has been so great. How can people get a hold of you and see what you're doing? Shameless plug time. Shameless plug time. So, um, you can follow me real Tanner Clark, uh, on Instagram. Um, you can email me real Tanner Clark, um, at gmail.com, but look, I want to help your kids. I want to help your kids be the best that they can be. So whether that is talking at your church event, talking on a Zoom call, um, if you need me to DM one of them, just like whatever you need, if you need me to come to your school, whatever it is, just let me know. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help your family, not just your teens, but your family fix your focus and be the best that you can become. And I believe that that starts with a real real serious look at your own social media life Mm. and what you're doing. And that's where you're going to find little things that you can fix. And then you can begin to connect with your family. So that's how you can find me. Okay. There you go. And that'll all be in the show notes, guys. Go check him out. Go follow him. He'll definitely light up your day. Um, If you want your daily dose of positivity, make sure and go follow me at bulliesbe.gone on Instagram. And never forget, You are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids a date, second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.